Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 252. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. And welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. And as always, I'm joined by one of the marvelous members of the Blueprint Live Online instructor crew, continuing with Ali this week, continuing our MCAT 101 series this week, covering the most common mistakes that students make on the MCAT every single year, year after year after year, students are making the same mistakes. They come to me and they come to Ali, they go, they go to Blueprint and say, I made these mistakes. And we go, oh, like that is such a common mistake. How can we prevent that? That's what we're going to cover today. Before we jump into that, though, I want to talk about Blueprint MCAT and their free flashcards. If you have not signed up for a free Blueprint account yet to go get those free flashcards, do so right now at mcatflashcards.com. Over 1,600 pre-made, expertly crafted flashcards to help you identify the things that you need to know for the MCAT. One of the biggest mistakes, I'll start it here with the first one, one of the biggest biggest mistakes is not understanding the fundamental, the foundational information that you need to know. Like the amino acids, you have to know the amino acids inside and out. Let Blueprints Flashcards help you with that for free at mcatflashcards.com. All right, let's go and jump into our session today covering the most common mistakes that we see students taking that, that students make when taking the MCAT. Ali back for some more MCAT podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. I'm excited. I'm excited that you're doing great. I'm excited to continue <laughs> chatting with you. Um, we'll, we'll call this an MCAT 101 series too. Some of the most common mistakes that students make when it comes to the MCAT. Right. Uh, one, of, one of my favorite jokes, I, I even put it in my, my newest book, The Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Application Process, is that Princeton Review ad on YouTube, the MCAT is hard and the MCAT is important and blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, it's hilarious. And it's triggering for students um, because uh, that ad follows them everywhere. Um, but we know it's hard. Yeah. We know it's important. Maybe some students don't know how important it is, but students continually make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. No matter how many blog posts are out there, how many podcast episodes we do about this, 
students make the same mistakes. So this is going to be the podcast episode of all podcast episodes to finally put out all of the mistakes that students make. And no student ever in the future will make these mistakes. Hopefully, yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're listening to this, hopefully you're not listening to this advice and you're not going to make these mistakes. There you go. There you go. So yeah. a very common question that we get from students who don't make this mistake is how long should I take to prep for the MCAT, right? With the mistake being that lots of students out there are like, oh, I study for my college test for like a couple nights. The MCAT maybe, I guess, is more important. So I'll study for like a week or two. I'll be good. Yeah. How, do, how does that you, work? And you will find someone on Reddit who studied for two weeks and got a 520. <laughs> there's, there's always so. the anecdotal student out there. <laughs> So there's always, you can always find evidence for what you're looking for. So you'll always find someone who was successful with whatever misguided way that you're, you're thinking about. Uh, but yeah, you do need a lot of time to study for the MCAT, um, especially if you're studying for the MCAT while you're taking classes or doing research um, or working. So four to six months, six months, closer to that six months if you're during your semester. Okay. So six months, is that full-time? Is that part-time? What does that actually look like during those four to six months? Yeah. So here's, here's what we tell our students, that AMC published some data about like what the average students, um, what the average student, like how the average student studies for the MCAT. And they said that the average student studies for 280 hours. And uh, we tell our students that if we divide that 280, uh, 280 hours by six months, that's 11 hours a week. But the problem is the average MCAT student scores 500, 501 point something today. But the, the average MCAT student does not score 511, the average to get into medical school. So you're probably aiming for higher than this. So I'm going to say that three to four months, if you're studying the MCAT close to full-time, like in the 25 to 35 hours a week, and closer to that six months if you're studying the MCAT as a full-time, as a part-time job. So okay. 15 to 20 hours a week. Okay. So it's a lot longer than that one to yeah. two weeks that some students yeah. out there are like, I got a 520. You should study for a week like me. Um, most students are not like that. So four to six months of studying, they, they go out and they get the blueprint books and they're sitting down like they mm -hmm. did for their college classes and they're reading the textbook right? The blueprint books, they're reading and 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 they're reading. And then they go down their test day and take the test. The first time they've sat down for eight hours straight taking a test. Why is that a mistake? Yeah, I actually, this, this happened. I was teaching a class yesterday and a question came up like, what's your most favorite and least favorite like part of the course? <laughs> and like my knee-jerk reaction was to say, the books are my least favorite part of the course. <laughs> Not because the books are bad or I don't like the books. It's just, I don't think you should sit down and read the books chapter by chapter. I don't think yeah. this is the best way to go about it. I think you want to do untimed practice as the primary way you're approaching the material. Yep. Like my favorite part of our course and what I think you're 
should be everybody's favorite part of any course or even if you're prepping on your own are the practice questions. Mm. You're not going to get better till you practice a ton and make a ton of mistakes and learn from these mistakes. And um, I think this might be your next question, but students say that I don't want to jump into practice because I want to do well. So that's why I'm starting to do <laughs> Yeah. But this 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 defeats the whole purpose of like the way you prep for the test. You're taking the questions to make mistakes and learn from them. Not you're taking the questions to get the validation that I got them all right. So I think practice centric way of studying is the best way to go. Students pro- th- th- there's obviously a wide range of reasons why students avoid practice tests, right? Whether it's subconscious, whether it's just they don't know any better. Uh, My gut tells me that a lot of students avoid practice tests because they're trying to protect their ego of, if I take a practice test, if I do practice questions, there's a good chance I will be wrong. And it will hurt my ego. And I will now be unsure of whether or not I can do well on the MCAT. Yeah, you're only delaying the 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 issue. You were gonna get the MCAT will humble everyone who takes it. And uh I talked about this in the previous episode. Like I, I had a very high opinion of my knowledge of physics going into the MCAT. And that was just like it was a humbling experience to know that I can score this low on this section that I thought about like I'm a, I'm an expert on this topic. So Get this out of the way early on. Take a few practice exams, recognize that I have weaknesses and I need to address them instead of you being humbled on testing. So um, your ego, if you're protecting it today, you're you're not going to be able to protect it on test day. So start practicing early. Um, and don't get with an don't get at an ego battle with the MCAT. I see a lot of <laughs> students get with, I need to get the hardest question right uh, rather than I need to skip that hardest question and spend my time on the easier ones to get more points. Mm. Your job is to get points and not prove you can solve this hardest question. And again, this was my issue. I would be doing this test, I would be doing well, and then midway there will be one question that everybody should skip but I will spend 15 minutes trying to prove that I can solve it and not the way to go. Yeah, not the way to go. So your um, the your advice is practice questions, right? And almost everyone's advice, practice questions practice work. Questions. Um, the MCAT, I think a lot of people are confused. The MCAT is not a content test, right? It's it's a critical thinking and analysis test that just happens to be testing some science stuff that you should yeah. know. Yeah. I, explain what exactly that means, because that's confusing. It's confusing for a lot of students. That's <laughs> why most of them start with the content. Yeah. So the MCAT, the number of questions that will test you about the content directly, the way it's tested in undergraduate is very small. Like which of the following is true about the translation process is maybe one question on the test out of the 59 you will see on BioBiochem, for example. Mm-hmm. So direct, straight, know the contents and, and pick an answer that matches it uh, type of situation is it's very rare. 
So try to think about it in a way that the the content is just kind of like the the canvas the MCAT is drawing on. So uh, you need to know some background. This is the language of the test, yeah. but you need to apply it to passages and situations that you've never seen before. And that skill requires honing. And mm -hmm. you can hone it by practicing and learning from your mistakes. And that's the second, I think, mistakes people make. Yeah. Taking 100 questions is not enough. Learning from the 100 mistakes you make is what gives you the points on test day. So yeah. uh, practice, make mistakes, learn from them, practice again, make more mistakes. So doing badly at the beginning is a good thing because you have things to learn from. Yeah. We, we should uh, start a... Uh, a hashtag, some event around MCAT Mistake Monday or something. Like, let's let's idea. celebrate uh, doing poorly um, because that's how you that's how you succeed, right? I love the Michael Jordan quote about the the reason that he is successful is because he's failed so many times. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, and you you see this a lot with uh, like even athletes uh, that let's say, go to the pros to a very go good situation. They never struggled. And then when the struggle happens, they they don't know how to deal with it. Yep. So you have, you have to go through like a lot of making a lot of mistakes, a lot of adversity for you to grow from them. Yeah. All right. MCAT mistakes Monday. Well, let's we'll, we'll work on that. All right. So kind of along the same lines of focusing too much on content and not enough on questions. Students look at the car section and they go, well, there's no content re to review there. It's just a reading kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't need to prepare for that. I'm just going to focus on my physics and my chemistry and biochem, et cetera. And then they go, uh-oh, <laughs> I got I got a 128 in my chem phys, I got a 128 in my bio biochem, I got a 128 in my psych soch, but I got like a 123 in my car section. That was a little bit more difficult than I was expecting. Why, why does yeah. that happen? Um, again, like part of it is just framing cars as a reading test. Uh, it's not. It's not a reading test. It's a reasoning test. Like it's like it's in the name, right? It's critical analysis and reasoning skills. So mostly you you wanna you wanna be able to reason about text and not just read and understand text. This is not like the ACTs. It's it's the MCAT cars section that requires you to go deeper than just knowing how to read a passage. Mm -hmm. Um. And the second mistake in the example you just uh, you just uh, gave is learning cars is a very long process that you cannot cram. Mm. So even if you start cars like six months before test day, cramming cars one day every few weeks does not give proper like the, will not yield good results. So it's one of the it's a skill that you need to kind of like nurture and nourish until it's great. So you have to do it on a daily basis, five or six days a week, from the day you start prepping for the MCAT to the day that you take the MCAT. So this is about time and not about quantity of practice. So 10 passages on one day every 10 day, every 10 days is not as is not the same as taking one passage every day for 10 yeah. days. So you have to spread your course practice yeah. for it to work. So that's why you have to start early. 
Gotta start early. So we we've kind of covered already with with content, right? You don't want to just focus on content. You want to do questions. And it's not just about doing questions. It's about reviewing the questions and learning from both your successes and failures. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see with that content review? Yeah. So, um, and not content review with, with the question question. review. Yeah. Yeah. So a few of them here. So, when you miss a question, it's very easy to blame it on content. You say that, oh, I missed this question. I didn't use the right formula. I need to study the formulas better. But that wasn't the issue. You, didn't, you knew the formula. You just didn't, didn't pick the right one. Mm. So you want to distinguish between content issues that I can fix with the flashcards, uh, big concept issues that I can fix by watching videos or doing books or reasoning issues that I need to sit down and think about how to approach questions. So like reflecting on why you missed the question is more important than just, I missed the question of physics, therefore I have a physics problem. It should be, why did I miss this physics question? What is my physics problem uh, for me to, to start addressing it? Yeah. Um, and that's another reason why I think you untimed practice where re, you review it right after where like your thought process is still fresh in your mind to like diagnose what went, what went wrong with it. How often would you suggest untimed practice and, and maybe what full lengths should a student be doing that? Should should it like be every other full length or just QBank stuff? How often should students be doing that untimed practice so they can get that immediate feedback and, and reflection? Yeah, so uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like a process uh, over time. So at the beginning, 100% of your practice is untimed. So let's say you're preparing for a, an April test and you're starting today. Every passage you're taking is untimed. Whether it is cars, it's the sciences, you're taking untimed practice. If every few weeks you're taking full-length exam, you want to take it under timed conditions, I understand. And that's actually recommended that when you take your full-length exams, they're timed. But your QBank questions, your like any questions you have access to, do them on time so that you can like follow, follow up with what went wrong and how can I how can I fix it. So let's let's continue full length uh, discussion here. We we had a whole MCAT 101 series about full length exams and how many to take. Um, the biggest mistake that I always see is is obviously way too much focus on on content review, yes. which results in not taking enough full length exams. Talk about that. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first thing is you want to take a certain, like a minimum number of full length exams. Don't cram them at the end and do like a month and a half of content review at the beginning or two months of content review at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Start pacing yourself. Maybe at the beginning you take a full length exam every three or four weeks and then the frequency gets like faster and up until you're taking one a week at the end. Um, the second thing in here is uh, 
content review, if you ever want to make the decision, should I review like content or should I do a practice test? I think the practice test should win unless you just took a practice test. I, I keep saying this and going back to this is it's not a content test like the MCAT. Yeah. And I think if it's the one big mistake student, like we started with this mistake and now we're, we're, we're back to it. Uh, you do need to know content, but this is not the, the, the center, like the central part of that. Yeah. Got it. All right. So the pre-med process, mm-hmm. scratch that. The world is very much fixated on comparing ourselves to others. Before social media, we had issues with with magazines and Photoshop and magazines and comparing ourselves to the models in the magazines. And with social media, it's constantly in our face. We see uh, on Reddit and Student Doctor Network and the pre-med hangout students talking about their 520s and 525s, and sometimes they're not even getting into medical school with those scores. So what the heck is the point of me trying to get into medical school? How much damage do you think that does to students as they're trying to prepare for their MCAT, going online and seeing other people post these really long things about, hey, I got a 525, here was my schedule. I studied one hour a week and I got a 525. Yeah, unfortunate. Like this is very unfortunate because some students not only tie uh, like their success or their ability to go into medical school to their ability to score high on the MCAT with little time. They 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 tie their self-worth into their MCAT score or their practice test score. Yep. And you're getting to a dangerous situation where there are lots of stake for a test that's supposed to just like test your ability to reason about science going to medical school. That's it. This is not a test that's not an IQ test. It's not a test of your self-worth. And it definitely is not a test that I should post about on Reddit to make like to say to say that I'm better than other people. Yeah. Um, so if you're starting your journey to prep for the MCAT, I will move away from like these types of posts. I don't want to disparage Reddit here because I've been on the on the MCAT subreddit and there's some good information in there. Like so there are some good resources for students who are starting to study for the MCAT. There are like some links to flashcards that you can use. But some of the advice in there is either not great or is designed to, or even if it's not designed, it's not the intended purpose of it. It makes you feel bad about your prospects going into medical school. Yeah. So my suggestion is if you're looking for a measuring stick to get me into medical school, go get MSAR. MSAR gives you like real data about <laughs> students getting into medical school and, and not like the anecdotal data that you, you're you seeing on Reddit. Uh, I don't know. The, the MSAR, I don't think that's a confidence booster either. <laughs> well, yeah. But at but least it's, it's real data. It's real data. Yeah. And it's it's also like it's real data per school. Like it's one thing to say, I scored 520 and didn't get to medical school. There's yeah. some missing information here. Did you yeah. only apply to Harvard? Yeah. And like people applying to like Hopkins Medical School, Hopkins doesn't only look at the MCAT. They're looking at a track record of excellence of you doing a lot of research and you doing a lot of volunteering and being an excellent student throughout. 
for all medical schools look at that, not just like one. So there are other aspects to your application than, than the MCAT. So mm. these Reddit posts are incomplete. So, but if you're looking for MCAT only data or GPA only data, then MSAR, I think, is a better source to use here. Okay. Or just don't look at anything right now. <laughs> just, yeah. just work on bettering yourselves. Reflect on your strengths and weaknesses and address your weaknesses. Um, if you're like, I, I try to phrase it this way. If on a scale like of one to 10, where one, um, I'm not ready at all to take the MCAT and 10 is I'm going to ace it. Most students don't start at one. Most students start at two or three because mm -hmm. there are some things are not as bleak as you think. So you already went through some of the like the information, the content in undergrads. Some of us already have the reasoning skills to be successful with the MCAT. Mm. So try to look at not only how far do I need to go to 10, but try to also look at how how like the distance I already put between me and one. So you've already made some progress towards doing well on the MCAT um, with your undergrad education. So mm. celebrate that celebrate celebrate the little tiny wins as uh my my great friend oprah says put on your blinders and run your own race um, i love this yeah i the the comparison game is just it's deadly it's deadly unfortunately um so mcat mistakes um just spending too much time seeing all that stuff um, and, and then you go and you try to be productive, right? You, you listen to this episode and you go and try to take your full length exams or do more questions, but in the back of the, your head, you, you just are constantly reminded of the, these students talking about their, their good grades. And so it's just disrupting you, um, yeah. continually. So just, yeah. just stay so, away, stay away. Yeah. Yeah. And just ask yourself this, did you ever ask your doctor what they got on the MCAT? <laughs> right. Uh, no. Yeah, like no. uh, one of my friends used. To, it's it's. I think it's it's a common saying around medical school. One of my friends used to always say it. Like, what do you call the lowest ranking students at the lowest ranked medical school in the country? Yeah, doctor. A doctor. You call so, a doctor. Uh, your job is to get into medical school. Your job is not to get five twenty eight on the MCAT. You want to score high enough to get into medical school. So don't lose sight of that. Yeah. All right. Any other big mistakes that we haven't talked about yet? So we did talk about content. I think this is the big one. Yep. Avoiding uh, social media and Reddit and comparisons with others to sum up. This is a big one uh, to avoid. Avoiding full length exams uh, is a big one uh, for you to avoid, and avoiding cars early on is a big one to avoid. I think yep. if you if you avoid these mistakes. Yep. Um, employ enough time to study for the MCAT, uh, be flexible in that if things don't go right for you, try them in a different way. Yeah, uh, I think you're going to be successful in your MCAT journey. Yeah, uh, I'll add two more uh, small mm -hmm. ones. Uh, the one that you just mentioned, be flexible. A lot of students know going into their real MCAT that they are not prepared but they take the MCAT anyway, hoping for a miracle because they have this arbitrary, I have to take it now so that I can apply to medical school uh, early or this cycle. I don't want to delay. So I'm just going to take the MCAT and we'll see what happens. 
a huge mistake, right? Huge mistake. Take the MCAT when you're ready. So compounding that, take the MCAT when you're ready, is you should register as, as soon as possible <laughs> so that you have a seat, so that you have a seat locally so you don't have to travel for the MCAT yeah. and stay at a hotel, and that complicates things. Yeah. So those are conflicting pieces of advice. How do I register for a test when I don't know if I'm going to be ready for that date? All right. That's, that's <laughs> a great, that's, that's not a great position to be in, uh, but that's a great question uh, uh, to, uh, to ask right now is one, you want to like project when you're going to be ready, given the data that you have today. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to study for the MCAT for an April test. I, let's say I have a tough semester this semester, but uh, between January and April, I'm not taking any classes. Time-wise, timeline-wise, I have the time to uh, to study between now and April. Go ahead and register for an April test. Okay. So it, it might be costly to change that test date later, but I would rather you book it and not worry about it for now. Okay. Now, if sometime in let's say February or March, you realize that I'm not on a trajectory to be ready for testing. Um, I'm not scoring high enough. Mm -hmm. Then you need to change your test date. Seats might be like scarce at that point, but does not mean you're not gonna find any seats. The good news is that AMC restored the deadlines uh, to change your test dates uh, for, for the different costs. So there's a deadline 60 days before your test date and one 30, day, 30 days before at different costs to change. Yeah. So around those dates, let's say I want to, I'm, I'm planning to take my test on May 14th. I'm not sure if that's actually the date, but yeah. let's say I'm planning to take my test on May 14th or retake my test on May 14th. There's a deadline around which a lot of students will switch out of that May 14th test date yep. on April 14th. Yeah. So, May 14th is a test date. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I just chose this because of my birthday, but yeah. Uh, so April 14th, that day is the deadline to change your test from May 14th. So some seats will open up in your area. Yep. So put notifications on the seats you're interested in. Keep checking sporadically, but I would, on the day of 30 days before and 60 days before, I will sit on my computer and refresh mm -hmm. because you will find some seats in your area. <laughs> It, it, it reminds me of a, an old commercial back in the day of a woman at like a, um, a department store just sitting there like it was like a Black Friday. So she's just sitting there going open, 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 open. <laughs> I, get, I just picture people like refresh, 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 refresh. Um, so, all right. I think that's a, a good list of mistakes to hopefully avoid some things to think about. So again, if you're listening to this, you will not make any of these mistakes. Um, that that will not be you. And to help your fellow human being, share this episode with them so that they don't make these mistakes as well. Don't don't be a a, a bad pre med and hoard all of the information for it yourself. So <laughs> go out there and share this episode with others. That that is uh, what I ask of you today, Ali. Thanks again for another amazing MCAT podcast episode and, and as always we, we talk about it before and after uh typically as when not when we're recording these but 
you are a Blueprint Live online instructor, a tutor. Yeah. You do it all. Yeah. So if if people like what you have to say and they want more of you and they want to interact with you more during their MCAT prep phase, then uh, go check out Blueprint Live online um, and, and go have Ali as an instructor. Yeah. And like for everyone, whether you want to be in my class or not, get the free account, get the resources. And if you like them, then we would love to have you. All right. There you have it. Again, Ali from Blueprint MCATs covering the most common mistakes that we see students making day in and day out, uh, whether it's with their MCAT prep or taking the MCAT, whatever it may be. Again, don't forget to check out MCATflashcards.com. Go get those free flashcards to help you get that core foundational information into your brain that you need to know to do well on the MCAT. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the MCAT Podcast. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT.